to another episode of Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer. Left Coast Sports is brought to you by the Multicultural Health Foundation. Reimagining wellness, we're shifting the conversation from managing illness to inspiring wellness. Selection Sunday is days away, and conference tournaments all across the country are in full swing. And this week, we're going to break down the Mountain West Tournament with B.J. Reigns, Boise State's beat writer for the Idaho Press, someone that really does a great job with Mountain West hoops. He's a great follow on Twitter as well, at B.J. Reigns. Again, at B.J. Reigns. Boise State has had an excellent year, but is squarely on the bubble, along with two other Mountain West teams right now, Colorado State and Utah State. In fact, the only lock for the tournament at this point in the league is San Diego State. So will the league get one team in, or four teams in, or somewhere in between? Stay tuned for my conversation with B.J. Reigns, who's as dialed in as anyone when it comes to the Mountain West. Before we get started, though, with today's episode, please give us an auto-download on your podcast platform so you'll get future episodes automatically. Left Coast Sports is available on most every podcast platform right now, including Apple Podcasts, the free iHeartRadio app, YouTube, and Spotify. Please give us a review as well. Reviews are greatly appreciated. And while you're here and listening, please follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. That's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R at John Schaefer. The Mountain West has been one of the most fascinating leagues in the country this season, and most people believe the conference tournament is completely wide open. Here's my conversation with B.J. Reigns as we break down what's on the line for the conference this weekend in Las Vegas. B.J., first of all, what do you think of the year that the Mountain West has had, especially at the top of the league, the San Diego States, Boise State, Colorado State, and Utah State? Well, it's crazy because at the top, it's as good as it's been in a long time, but at the bottom, it's as bad as it's been in a while, too, with, with some of the problems going on in New Mexico and, and Air Force and San Jose all, all being pretty bad this year. But at the top, certainly you've got four teams that are uh, right there in the mix, deserving of a spot probably in the NCAA tournament. I don't think they'll get four. Not even sure they'll get three when it's all said and done. But I think that there's four teams in the mix, and even Nevada has played well mm-hmm. and beaten some quality teams uh, with sweeping Boise State and beating Colorado State. So um, I think Nevada's proven to be a, a team that could could uh, win some games too. So I think that it's um, you know they don't have that team like last year the the, the undefeated or, or you know top ten San Diego State type team, but they've got you know three or four quality teams that I think are like I said deserving of a bid and wouldn't shock if they won a game in the tournament either. They got there's some quality players this year and some quality teams. Oh, there's no question about it. Do, do you think ultimately it was a mistake by the league between the end of the regular season and the start of this Mountain West Conference tournament to add in those games based on what happened with schools like Boise and Colorado State this past week? Well, my my whole issue was I didn't have a problem with them making up games. I just think they needed to pick which games they were going to make up. They either needed to make up all the games and have everybody play 20, which wasn't going to be possible, or they only should have played games that actually – uh, would only help the league. Like the, the Colorado State-Nevada game, that was a quad two opportunity for Colorado State. You know, it was obviously on the road, which made it tough. But I, I think that was the type of game Colorado State needed to play to, mm-hmm. to help its case to get into the tournament, and, and it lost. And obviously that, you know, was you could second-guess that uh, when they had the late loss. But I just, you know, and being a guy that covers Boise State, everyone, you know, was, was calling me a homer on social media and stuff <laughs> that right after the game when I said it was dumb to play the game. And sure, I could have been a little more outspoken about it before, but there was just no need for a team like Boise State to be playing a quad four game like if Boise State beat Fresno State was Joe Lenardi going to move them up a line higher because they just beat the 202nd team in the net 
Like, no, it was going to be a game that literally would do nothing to help them and only hurt them, and that's exactly what it did. Now, should they have won the game? Yes. Was it a horrible loss? Yes. Was that even playing in to the Mountain West thinking there was a chance they could lose the game? Obviously not. So I'm not defending Boise State. They, They made their own situation, easily should have won the game, but it was also a quick turnaround. It, they played two hard games in San Diego on a, you know, got done on Saturday and had to turn around and play on Tuesday. And so it just wasn't a good situation for them. That was the type of game that I didn't think made a lot of sense, a game that would do no help for them and only hurt them. Now, um, you know, it, it was just a tough situation for the league. They wanted the TV money. I get it. Um, but, I, you know, they would have been better off for the top three or four teams, maybe not playing at all, and, and certainly two of them lost. And um, it, it uh, you know, in the end, potentially could could cost a bid because Boise State was comfortably in the field before that game, and now they're you know maybe the last team in or right on the bubble, and so I think that it certainly hurt Boise State in the league. But again, they should have won the game. It was a horrible loss, and that we wouldn't be talking about this if they had won the game. You know, it's interesting though. I think you could have made the same case, and I think you know I did here locally in San Diego. I think even the coaching staff at San Diego State. I mean, they weren't thrilled with playing a game against UNLV on the road in Vegas. Ultimately, they won that game. If they didn't, who knows if San Diego State right now would be a lock for the NCAA tournament. So let's run through these top four teams, if you wouldn't mind, for a moment. Um, you know, starting with San Diego State, the team that ultimately wins this league. You know, what are your expectations when it comes to the Aztecs come selection Sunday and seeding? And what's on the line for them potentially in terms of moving up seed lines by having success this weekend in Vegas? Well, I mean, if they win the tournament, you're talking about two more you know, quad uh, two type games, uh, you know, maybe quad one. Mm-hmm. I think of top 50 is neutral court for quad one. So they got a chance, um, you know, I think Boise State's still like 40-something in the net maybe. And I think, uh, you know, there's a chance either Utah State or Colorado State could be top 50 in the championship. So you're talking about potentially two more quad one games or at least quad two at worst. Um, so I think they, I think San Diego State has a chance to be on the, you know, six line maybe maybe if the thing breaks their way that the five line but i think the five six seven range probably if they were to you know lose to a boise state in the semifinals i don't think that's exactly a, a bad loss so i think they're you know they'd like to stay out of that eight nine game obviously if they could i think i saw joe lenardi had him at a seven uh in, in one of his recent brackets so um I, I think that uh certainly there is um you know potential for them to improve their seed help their seed and, you know, I guess hurt it as well if they were to lose to Wyoming in the first game. But mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, San Diego State's an interesting team. They don't just have that, like, legit star first-round draft pick that they, maybe they've had in years past. But you look at their group, and they're all just very solid players. And Matt Mitchell, the player of the year, obviously. So I've been very impressed with San Diego State. I was one that thought they might take a step back this year, losing all they did from last year. But you got to give Brian Dutcher credit and, and those guys credit because they've re- reloaded and retooled, and they are a team that, uh, you know, especially with that defense, is certainly capable of beating almost anybody on any night. All right, I know you cover Boise State. I know you, you mentioned that earlier. But, but what do the Broncos need to do, in your mind, to find their way into the field? I mean, obviously with three wins they're in, is there another path for them into the field as well? Well, at a, at, a, at a bare minimum, to even be in the conversation, they've got to beat Nevada. Yep. If they beat Nevada, I think they're they're done. Obviously, I mean they're the last team in, maybe the second last team in right now. So um, Nevada is a you know borderline top 100 team, even though they're maybe better playing better than that. 
Um, that's a team you have to win, and a game you have to win. Now they lost to them twice in the regular season, but both were close games. One was on a you know shot by Grant Sherfield with two seconds left. So um, I, you know, it's not like Boise State can't beat Nevada. They they nearly did in both the games in Reno, and as everybody knows, I think I don't even know if Nevada has a win in conference outside of Reno this year. So they're a different team at home. I certainly think Boise State can win that game at a minimum. They've got to win that game, and then I think they go um, you know into the San Diego State game in the semifinals if they beat San Diego State. I think they're in for sure. I, mm-hmm. I think if you add a top 25, you know, quad one win to your resume, I think Boise State would be in if they beat San Diego State. Um, if they lose, and it's, but it's a competitive game, I think they'll still be right there on that bubble and may end up being the last team in or the first team out. So um, I think uh, two wins gets them in for sure. One win puts them in the conversation, but probably not a comfortable feeling on Selection Sunday. I agree with you. I think two wins if they go through San Diego State, Boise State will find its way into the field. How has Leon Rice treated this week from from playing Tuesday and losing to Fresno State, having this extended period of time off before playing on Thursday? What have they done over the last eight or nine days to put the last week or so behind them and look forward to this weekend? Well, they took a couple of days off. You know, it's been a pretty tough stretch. I mean, I, I know San Diego State won those games, but Boise State, you know, was was right there in both games, mm-hmm. and so um, they felt like both those were winnable games. They came down there really just wanting to win one, and they thought they had you know a really good chance to do that, particularly in the, the second game, and just couldn't hit a couple shots down the stretch. Had two of their, you know, uh, worst shooting per percentage games from three point range all season, and so they felt like they were there, and they just couldn't get it done. And I think some of that um, fatigue and just uh, dis appointment carried over into the Fresno game and played a role there but I think they needed some time off they took two three four days off uh, completely just to get away refresh retool you know at one time they were going to maybe play another game on Saturday um, find a non-conference game to play but after they lost the Fresno game they just said we need a couple days off so they kind of took a few days off regrouped retooled mentally and mentally and physically and um, you know I think they just decided that they needed to kind of regroup and motivate and um i think they've got a group that knows they're talented enough and like i said the the teams in front of them they you know they're 0 and 4 against nevada and san diego state but they could have won all four of those games and so i think they feel like they're certainly in the mix here and have a chance to do something in this tournament and obviously abu kijab and his status will be interesting he had dislocated his shoulder against Fresno State. I don't think he's going to play in the tournament, but Leon Rice kind of dodged the question and didn't really want to talk about it. said he's day-to-day. Um, I don't know how many people play nine days after dislocating their shoulder, um, but um, you know we'll, we'll see what happens there. But they're a talented team. They feel they can go on a run, and they feel the week off kind of help recharge them mentally and physically for this tournament. And there's no real concern with Derek Alston, right? I mean, I think back to the second half against San Diego State in Game 1. He literally took the game over. He nearly won it by himself, and now the game since then, he he hasn't shot the ball well. Is that a bit of an aberration, the way he shot the ball these last two games? Yeah, somebody, like the radio guy in Boise, jokingly asked Leon Rice if the staff identified something as to what happened and, and with him the last couple games. And, and Rice said, uh, kind of joked and said, yeah, shots he usually make didn't go in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it was just a couple-game stretch where he just, you know, maybe picked a bad time to miss some shots. And um, he was horrible in the, the second San Diego State game and uh, really bad in the Fresno game. Well, you know, so he, he usually bounces back when he has a bad game. He usually bounces back in this next game, and the fact that the Fresno game was kind of his second bad game in a row, um, that would, you know, over historically in his career, he usually bounces back. And so um, I would think that bodes well. A week off for him, you know, coming into this tournament, you would think that he, you know, he's a senior. His last goal around here, he came back to Boise State to try to, um, you know, win a Mountain West championship, get to the NCAA tournament, help Boise State, you know, win their first tournament game ever. Um, And so I think he, you know, sees that that's still attainable. 
Um, and so I think that um, he just, you know, had a couple rough games, but I think the week off was certainly going to do him well. And I think he's pretty motivated coming into this tournament to, to try to uh, finish his story at Boise State off the way he wants. Well, he's had a hell of a career. We'll see if it ends up ultimately in March Madness or not. Let's talk about these other two programs. I mean, Colorado State and Utah State. Um, I think both certainly alive. Utah State has had so much success in this tournament over the last couple of years. Do they have pass to the NCAA tournament in your mind if they don't win the automatic bid? Yeah, it's funny because I was talking to the Boise State radio guy about this, and it's funny because Boise State, you know, either needs to uh, win the tournament or, or, you know, hope San Diego State can win it because it's interesting. Like Utah State, uh, if they win the tournament, you know, would take a bid maybe away right. from like a Boise State. So um, it's very interesting how all these teams are kind of competing and they're not all going to get bids. And so I think San Diego State is obviously the only lock of the tournament. So Boise State either needs to win the tournament themselves or have San Diego State win it because uh, they they can't have Utah State or Colorado State win the tournament and, and maybe take a bid away from them. And so, um, yeah, I think there's certainly a, a case for Utah State and a path for them. They You know, they, again, have to win the first game, probably have to win the second game too because they're going to be playing Colorado State who is ahead of them in the projections and so I think that you know at a minimum Utah State needs to get to the championship if Utah State can you know if they're the first team out or second team out in some of these brackets and they can get a win over a a tournament team like Colorado State I think it'd be pretty easy to maybe just flip those teams in the brackets so I I think two games two games that you know gets them into the conversation then obviously if they win they're in automatically but I think they've got to at least get to the finals um, and have a win over Colorado State to to at least have a chance. Would you see the pecking order then heading into this tournament? I mean, taking out San Diego State, would you put it CSU, Boise, Utah State right now heading into the tournament for net large bid? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm a little confused, and maybe not. I guess not not as confused now after the mm-hmm. loss to Fresno State. But even before the loss to Fresno State, a lot of the bracketology people still had Colorado State ahead of Boise State, which I didn't really get. Boy, they split, and Boise State got one of the wins in, uh, you know, in Colorado, and then and then you just look at the non-conference games. Boise State's got a win over BYU, um, and and you know you're talking about a. Colorado State team that scored 33 points and got blown out by St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I guess the Fresno game is kind of what, what solidified Colorado State as being ahead of Boise State right now. So I, I guess I see that. You know, they, they did finish higher in the regular season standings, and um, they split, and they do have the win over uh, San Diego State, as, as fluky as it was. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess it would be probably San Diego State, and then of those three in the mix, Colorado State, slight edge over Boise State, slight edge over Utah State. I think Boise State – Winning both games against Utah State probably is what has them ahead of Utah State right now. Um, but um, again, they're all fighting for bids, all fighting for you know each other, and, and, and not all four are going to make it. I think you're looking at two, maybe three, if it shakes out the right way. If either Colorado State or Utah State win the tournament, um, but you know if if uh, if San Diego State rolls through this thing, you know it's not crazy to think it could end up being a one bid league. So I think there's you know it's a very it's going to be very important next couple of days for the Mountain West to see how this uh, you know, all shakes out in terms of what they get. Because you could go from anywhere from one to three, and that's a big difference when it comes to the league and money and all that kind of stuff. A very fluid situation. I mean, w- would anything surprise you in terms of the top five? I mean, if no. any of the, you wouldn't be surprised, right? I wouldn't. I think it's wide open heading into No, I, I think uh, even, a, like I said, even a school like Nevada, would it shock yeah. you if they got hot and won no. the thing? I mean, they, 
they uh, had two games where they were both very competitive against San Diego State, right, and could have beat them in, in both those games, or at least were, you know, there in the last couple minutes to, to win both those games. I know Sherfield, I think, hit a three, and then they came back and hit a bucket. I mean, it was they, they weren't blown out, and, and like I said, when you've got guards like that, and you got one of the best players in the conference, you know, two of the best players in the conference with Cambridge, too, and what he's been doing, um, shooting the three, I mean, I, I think that um, Nevada certainly is a team that could get hot. Boise State was picked second in the preseason, and like we said, obviously has the talent, the highest scoring team in the league. I don't think it would shock anybody if Boise State won the tournament. And then I think it goes same for the other teams. Um, you know, Utah State, I think, with with Kata and some of those guys, if Brock Miller can come back from his back injury, I think they're dangerous. And then, you know, certainly I think Colorado State and what they've done uh, with their guard play and then having uh, David Roddy, that they're a talented team too. So, no, I think any five of those teams could win it. I don't think it would be a huge – I was talking to Leon Rice about this yesterday. The tournament seems as wide open, and this is no disrespect to San Diego mm-hmm. State. They're they're the favorite. They're the clear you know, top team. They won the league, and they should be seen as the favorite. But I don't think they're as dominant and as much of a lock to win this tournament going in as maybe they've been in years past or the number one seed has been in years past. I, and I think, like you said, any five of the teams think they can win it. Fresno's been playing well. Yeah. They probably think they're in the mix there. I mean, it's UNLV on their home floor. I mean, Wyoming, if they get hot from three. I mean, there's, you know – Probably probably eight teams that legitimately think if they get hot, they could win the tournament, certainly the top four or five. And I, I think it's been a long time in this league tournament since we've probably been able to say that. And then lastly for you, BJ, what do you think about the, the coaches in this league in terms of being potentially hot commodities around the country for Power Six opportunities? Guys like Craig Smith or Brian Dutcher or Nico Medved. I mean, could we see some maneuvering and changes between this year and next year, you think, in the Mountain West? Oh, no doubt about it. I think Leon Rice's name will probably come up. I think if the – um, you know, if they make a change at Washington, that'd be a name, a spot where I think Leon Rice's name would pop up because mm-hmm. he's from the Northwest. You know, Arizona State, Arizona. You know, there's some Pac-12 openings that I think everybody knows about. Brian Dutcher's connection to Minnesota, um, that would be a very intriguing one. Um, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of options. I certainly think Craig Smith. I know he just got a new contract, but I'm sure his name will come up at some areas. And and um, yeah, even Nico Medved as well. He you know made a a quick jump uh, to get to Colorado State, and who knows, you know, if that's, you know, what his kind of end goal is. So, yeah, I think all those coaches and um, the salaries for coaches in the Mountain West is just not great. I mean, you're, you're talking – you look at some of these Power 5 schools paying two, three, four, five million dollars $5 for coaches, and um, other than Brian Dutcher, uh, you know, most of these Mountain West coaches are in that, you know, 750, 750 range. I know it's a little higher, 800 for a couple of them, but it's – um, it's not, you know, great in terms of salaries, comparatively speaking. So I think that um, what happens in the next couple of weeks will we'll go on with that. If you get a team like a Utah State or a Colorado State that goes on a run and maybe wins a tournament game, their, their name's going to be the hot hot name. If, if Boise State makes a run, maybe Leon Rice's name comes up, and I think the Dutcher connection is obvious. So, uh, yeah, that'd be an interesting wager in Vegas. Uh, hmm. Do all four of those coaches return <laughs> next year to their current schools? No question about it. You could maybe place that this weekend. BJ, enjoy the tournament. Thank you for th- – for the time. Really enjoyed this. Hey, anytime. Appreciate it. Should be a fun week in Vegas. No doubt about it. Thanks again to BJ Rains for joining us today on Left Coast Sports. The Mountain West Tournament is currently underway. The league will crown a champion this weekend at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we'll find out on Sunday just how many Mountain West teams will be dancing this March. If you haven't already, please subscribe and auto-download future episodes on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on right now, and please leave a review. And once again, follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer, that's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R, 
at John Schaefer. Also, coming March 15th to your view, Advance to Indianapolis, a four-week college basketball tournament show that follows local teams and players on their journey to the national championship. Each week, Advance to Indy reviews the previous weekend's rounds and looks ahead to the upcoming weekend. Each show airs four times per week with 16 total show airings throughout the tournament. Advance to Indy includes interviews and expert analysis, along with the local stories on the teams, players, and fans that make the madness of March so much fun. For more information, visit yourview.com. That's Y-U-R-V-I-E-W.com, yourview.com. Next week on Left Coast Sports, we'll break down the bracket and preview the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament. Thanks for listening. We'll catch up next week right here on Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer.